Need a powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens? Allicin Med is the powerful universal pathogen killer's latest advance of German-sourced Allicin, enzymatically stabilized to clear the body of bacteria, fungi, mycobacteria, and parasites. It penetrates body biofilms and is non-toxic to tissues. Pathogen resistance cannot develop for long-term body-optimized wellness. Clear stealth pathogens that promote autoimmune disease, cancer and vascular inflammation and plaque and promote healing of tissues. Now pathogen-free. With 200 milligrams more power than prior Alamed, you can't get a more powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens. Give your body what it needs. Allison Med. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutridyne at 888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. That's 1-888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. And listen to the Nutramedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. Nutramedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. And the uh, word of the Most High God is raining down from heaven. I was so amazed by the audio quality we have today, uh, Jonathan, by Skype all the way to New Zealand, the land down under, and I heard from Peter Thiel, who's one of our Silicon Valley billionaires, that he already bought a $10 million property in uh, North Island, and of course the recently elected Prime Minister, I've heard from reports here in the West, I'm not sure if it's a local reporter, one that came here from the West, that he's not really happy about all the foreigners coming with buckets of money, buying all the good sea views, etc., and uh, Peter Thiel bought a $10 million property that has many acres and with a good sea view. Uh, and he's renamed uh, the North Island of New Zealand because he is a prepper as Apocalypse Island. And uh, I think that's quite funny. I wouldn't mind having a property down in New Zealand if things get really bad. Uh, I think people don't understand that, uh, uh, you know, it's like the movie Network. You know, uh, the, the dialogue that he talks about, things are bad, they're worse than bad. Yeah, and the first thing you need to do, and of course he goes on with a long tirade about how he doesn't know the solution to this and that problem, which, by the way, we do. But he says, before you do that, you need to get mad as hell. <laughs> right? <laughs> and people aren't getting mad as hell. They're actually like sitting like a, a deer in the headlights in the center of the highway. They're just not getting mad. They're not, they don't even, uh, how to say, they're not... I'm even finding I'm not getting my requisite amount of spittle spit at me. I, I don't understand it. People don't even call in and try to rip a, uh, a, a new uh, a geopolitical rectum in me because they don't agree with my, my principles or my questions. I don't want people to believe anything I say. I want them to ask better questions themselves. Because all I'm here to do is to be a witness. I'm here to be a witness to them for... Uh, salvation and judgment, not only from your own health problems of listening to your knucklehead doctors that will poison you to unnecessary procedures or the toxic food, air, and water you're eating, drinking, and exposed to our Wi-Fi networks. I'm here to simply give you enough information that you, when you ask the better questions, you will change your mind after I change your worldview. And that matters also with a worldview dealing with religious and spiritual issues. Uh, one of the things that I recently found out about, my wife is reading a book called uh, Imagine Heaven. And there's some good things in it. Uh, 
But it's like typical books by the Christian uh, apologetic uh, Protestants. They'll often say, you know, there's Buddhists and other people that see orbs and whatever, and God's a pretty easygoing guy, you know. He's going to let them in because there's some nice people. But I have to say to you, and this is a fact, having been to heaven, heavenly, heaven would not be very heavenly if everybody and their dog get in there just because they're nice people, but they don't believe in Jesus or God or doing God's will. And the definition of evil, people need to realize, isn't doing things that are just ugly, like, you know, child sacrifice. It's doing what is right in our own eyes. That's God's definition, which is a heck of a lot broader of evil than our definition. Doing what is right in our own eyes is, in fact, the only sin mankind can do. The only sin you can do is doing what God doesn't approve of. And what people don't realize, lots of nice people aren't going to make it to heaven. Now, what's going on right now is the great harvest is coming. Uh, we and I'm done scientific review and prophetic review and have a lot of really ugly visions the last month since the first of this month about not just the fires in Northern California before they hit, but also which by the way we have pretty good evidence that there's a lot of hanky panky going on there in terms of scalar radiation and nanoparticles and blocking highs out in the North Pacific. But I'm going to give you a couple of prophetic words that I see. At least three or four things right off the bat that are going to happen. Number one, we're going to have a super quake in Northern California, probably by next year. We're going to have the Seamount and Mount Vesuvius blow off of Italy. We already have signs that the Cumbre Viejo supervolcano is about to blow, and it could cause not just micro tsunamis, but a mega tsunami. And the two tsunami centers are warning that this could happen literally any day. And if it did create a mega tsunami, it would be half a mile high traveling at Mach 1 toward the coast of North America and Europe, etc. This is not going to be pleasant. The Resilient Cities Organization, which met uh, Obama over 40 times during his two terms in office, actually planned out the Resilient Cities project where the population by 2025, seven years and a few months from now, would be reduced in America from 325 million to 65 million. Now, you might think, these are not balls. Why did they get in to talk to the White House? Why did they talk to Obama? Because these globalists and these Satanists want to reduce the world population, and they're certainly going to amplify the problem or certainly not turn storms away that are being generated because of the ice ages pushing the global cold zones down toward the hot zones, so they create the genesis of superstorms, but there's no protection. Well, although five nations can protect us from weather and superstorms, we aren't. And, in fact, you can see video clips going back to Lyndon Baines Johnson talking about controlling the weather for military purposes. So this is 60 years ago. So I want people to understand, Johnson, we have something really evil stalking us next week. And you're going to do it on the 31st, which is there's eight high feast days for the Druids. This one's called the Feast of the Dead, which is the highest holy feast day. It's called Halloween. And, of course, the Catholics have conscribed since the Constantine took over the early Catholic Church <clears throat> the uh, for All Saints Day the day after um, you know uh, behold Babylon the Great mother of harlots and of abominations on the earth that Babylon they're talking about is America the Babylon the Great they're talking about is the Catholic Church and all the daughter Protestant Protestant apostate church that by next week are going to agree according to them that the Reformation is over after 500 years this is an abomination. This is the great apostasy that Jesus and the apostles prophesied was going to happen before the day of judgment on America and the world. It's happening next week. So can you fill us in some details? 
Yes, uh, we'll, we'll give a whole broadcast on this next week, Dr. Bill. Right. Yeah, but, but give us a little, give us a preview, guys. I know we've got people who want to know and how to listen. Yes. If you go to, to Nutramedical, N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com, we have a link to our media site, which is deagle-network.com. Now, you can listen to this show, because uh, after the show, I kind of reload it back up on our deagle-network, but I also do all our other shows. If I do interviews on Revolution Radio or other networks, those shows are there. My son's program, he has a show on BBS Radio on Saturday, and then a week and a half he'll start being one on Revolution Radio. Those are also loaded up on Deagle Network. You can listen with a phone number right after the show, and that number is 605-562-6443. If you want to listen to it by, by phone, 605-562-6443. Or you just hit the Internet button. We have an Internet play that continuously plays through Xeno Live. We actually pay to have Xeno Live have the downloads that are connected to our RSS feed of our, uh, of our Blueberry account and our own servers, which we have, so that you can listen to the show that way. So there's lots of ways. It's all free. There's no charge. And all of our videos and everything across the deck. So any videos we did with Jonathan are fully available for you to listen to and watch free. So no charge. So, Jonathan, um, uh, the latest thing, and I want you to kind of comment on this, about Uranium One, because uh, you're probably watching it from a distance, but... The obscenity that probably, and they, they won't admit who it is that probably started this whole thing, is almost certainly my radar and everything tells me it's Jeb Bush. The Bush and the uh, Clinton crime families, of course, are affiliates at the uh, Bohemian Grove. The uh, Hillbillies and the, and I call, what's the other group they call themselves up in Bohemian? But George Bush Sr. called uh, Bill Clinton uh, George Bush Jr.'s brother. So these guys are co-criminals. It doesn't matter if they're Democrat or Republican. They're part of the globalist, satanic overlords of the planet. George Bush Sr. finished a project that was conceived in the 1930s, which is his biological father knew about as funding the Nazis. And people don't realize it was a battle between one group of Nazis funding another group of Nazi high-level Masons. It was a Masonic battle that was going on. And they conceived this project called Project Omega, there was an oversight to actually way beyond five eyes where the agencies kind of spy on each other so that all the, the agencies of every nation on earth, including Russia and China, are collaborating at the top, which they have assumed already probably decades ago that they're the real good, you know, real proxy government. To, and the so-called governments of the earth that are voted in by citizens are fools to think that they're elected officials of any real power. You know, they have seized power of the intel, deep state agencies, and the media and the transnational corporations, and they already believe that just stretch the, the skins of nation states over their superstructure. So when we come back, we're going to hear from Jonathan, and we're going to hear his analysis, a full analysis next week, but the ugliness of this is coming out a Uranium One deal, the evil and the hubris of Hillary Clinton, Obama, Loretta Lynch, Jeb Bush... And uh, Mr. Steele, who contracted to get the so-called dossier, wow, it's an OMG moment. So, welcome back. So, Jonathan, we have lots of time today, and we're going to be having a special on the 31st, the Day of the Dead. That's the actual name. Now, people need to understand, the guy that runs Earth for Satan, his name, and there's a called the Council of the Thirteen, which is interesting because... Triskaidekaphobia was called Friga Triskaidekaphobia, fear of Friday the 13th. And it's part of the reason why when they uh, arrested the head of the, of the Jesuits, the Knights Templar, and they were doing demonic ceremonies. They had one where they had a severed head 
on the silver plate and it actually talked to the silver head, the severed head on the silver plate and uh, literally channel through this demonic voice to speak to these knights. People don't understand these things. They don't really believe that didn't really happen. I said, yeah, there's some really evil things that were going on back then. And they didn't kill him on the Friday the 13th. He was killed years later. It wasn't on the Friday the 13th. But the 13th group, this group, is actually called the Council of the Druids, the ancient ones that call themselves. And they were on earth for Lucifer, Satan. And people don't understand this. And I'm trying to explain this because they often mistake that the most subtle form of evil looks good. For example, every government on earth is Luciferic. Every educational institution of every level of higher learning is Luciferic. Uh, every musical score is even on a Luciferic musical scale. Even the harmonic resonance scales of the musical notes. People don't know this, do they? They always think even the Constitution of the United States, based on dialectics of opposition, is Christian. No, it brings order out of chaos, but it's a Luciferic order. People don't know that. The Green Dragon Pub, these guys were high-level, very well-educated Masons. And people don't know all Masons worship Luciferianism because it gives them power. Why would they do it otherwise? These are not stupid people, are they? Oh, no. No. So, Jonathan, I'd like you to kind of fill in the Day of the Dead's next week. We have Trump pushing through his agenda. Uh, I can't say whether he's a Christian yet. I know we're praying him to become a Christian. He's doing a lot of things that people like because they're doing good things for the economy, good things for the border, good things for our military and our police. He's doing a lot of things that are good, but I want to see is there a transformed heart, is there a testimony, not just that he uses the word every second or third sentence when he's giving apologies to these wives of their husbands dying in Niger. People don't know why did Niger happen? I bet, I bet you don't know what, why Niger happened. Do you know why it happened? We're guarding uranium mines for the French and for the Russians. Did you know that? We have 800 troops there, and we're actually guarding uranium mines for the French, which have something like 85% of their power is nuclear, and for the Russians in Niger. And it was a villager who didn't like what was going on who tipped off these so-called Al-Qaeda guys, which, by the way, we also support. That's why we fly them out from Fallujah, Najaf, and these other, you know, Fallujah and, and Mossad and, and uh, these other towns in Syria and Iraq, so they don't die. So we are the architects of chaos in the world, and we work with people like George Soros, even to just a few months ago, and the religious institutions are all based on what I call pseudo-religion. They don't have a relationship with Jesus, God. In fact, Jesus made the statement that, you know, did I not cast out demons in your name, did I not heal in your name? And Jesus said, and he said this, get away from you, you doer of evil, I know you not. They didn't have a relationship with God. There's lots of nicer people than me that aren't going to make it to the eternal kingdom called the kingdom of the Most High God. Because they have no relationship with God. And that really makes people that read this book, for example, Imagine Heaven, what do you mean Buddhists don't get in because they're nicer than you, Deagle? Uh, no, they don't get in, actually. Jesus made it a very narrow gate to get into heaven, didn't he? There's only one way through, and that's God's appointed way through his Son. Right, and it also means a relationship with God. It means you ask God, and you read his Bible, and you pray, and you respond to dreams, visions, and circumstances, because God will often speak in circumstances to you and say, God is screaming at you, but you got your fingers in your ears. 
to do something. For example, and you don't just repent once and then you're once saved, always saved, or buy a novena for your relatives and they pop out of purgatory. You have to repent forever. So if you've done abortions or had one or told it was okay for your relatives to do one, you need to open up your yap 10 or 20 or 30 years until the last oxygen molecule leaves your mitochondria and you need to be a witness. If we're not salt and light to the world, what use are we? Nothing. And people don't understand that. That's why the Christian church is dying in America. That's why we have people like Hillary Clinton and a ton of Christians supposedly supported her. When the woman is obviously a high-level witch. We're not just saying she rides a broom. No. We're talking about a female warlock that's literally indwelt by a transdimensional entity that's completely lost to evil. Cursed by her actual ancestors going back centuries. People don't know that, do they? No. So, Jonathan, what's going to happen? Where, you know, where are we now? I think, I think that this next few days and weeks, things are going to get very nuts. We have uh, Jeff Flake, who's called the Flaky guy in Arizona, and uh, these other Republicans, are called Rhino Republicans, trying to stab Trump in the back. By the way, every time they do it, they actually Trump gains more power. You can't be deceived, though, because Trump is moving in. I'm on the Trump train. I support Trump, but I'm praying for the man that he becomes a real-life Christian boy, you know, like a real-life Christian president. I'm not yet convinced. I want to see a testimony where he doesn't just have the Bible with dust on his coffee table. I want him to start quoting scriptures and having fireside chats weekly and having a testimony to say you're a transformed man and that you're walking with God. If you're not walking with God... God help us. Even if good things happen, good economy, border closed, no more terrorism, nobody dying in mass shootings like the mass shooting that occurred. By the way, with the FBI, I call them the Federal Bastards of Instigation. I know this was an FBI sting, okay, passing guns over to ISIS. I got inside contacts now. I know the CIA called the Criminal Intelligence Agency. They're involved around the world and have been for decades with organizations like George Soros doing revolutions. I think all hell is going to break loose now between now and the fall of 2018 with major geoclimatic disasters, earthquakes, volcanoes, and an economic chaos that's going to make people get really upset. And when you look at the real estate kind of bulge that's heading down toward New Zealand, it's because people don't even want to tell their buddies they're already arranging to get the hell out of the Northern Hemisphere and go to Apocalypse Island, your place. You may have a lot of Americans, Canadians, other people, some of them nice, some rich as hell and some not so nice. Coming down to get out of the range of the fire I call the blast zone. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> kind of scary for New Zealanders because you guys are pretty, uh, you're fun people. I mean, I, I watched uh, the Host Hunter International. Whenever I see New Zealanders, they remind me of people from the Maritimes of Canada. They're so straightforward. They're so not full of it. They're so fun. Uh, New Zealanders are like that, aren't they? Oh, yes, we enjoy life. Yeah, but you're straightforward. I mean, you just call a spade a spade. When you did your archaeological work with uh, BeforeUs.com, and you traveled around the whole world, you took a perspective of, I'm just going to call it like I see it. That, that is right, yes. And, and uh, I've had attempts on my life to get rid of this straight talk, but we, we have an excitement when you're telling the truth, and you're right. doing it for God. Uh, there's an excitement that takes away all fear of mankind. Right. In fact, that excitement and the combination of... A desire for the truth and the lack of fear of mankind makes you particularly dangerous. 
which I'm sure you've had a lot of run-ins with people that are intellectually uh, your inferiors and don't have the guts to tell the truth when they do see it right into their face. Yeah, yeah. And you've actually taken your own self and dragged yourself from agnosticism into being a on-fire believer by using your intellect to face the truth. That's what I've seen. It, it, you've got to be honest with, with the truth, otherwise it, your conscience will worry you for it. things I'm impressed by your uh, your Christian intellect is you let your intellect drag you to some extent kicking and screaming into the truth which is a relationship with the most high God and people need to understand God is long suffering but he's not going to marry a wife that doesn't believe in his tenets and commandments so the only ones getting in it may be a very small gate indeed but there's only ones getting into heaven are those that are in a sense married to God where their will is now fused to God's will so his bride actually is a collective of us as a collective in the past, present, and future of mankind as we spread across the galaxy to literally become worthy, to be co-equal, to become the bride of God. When God is really saying this, and Jesus is saying it, he's saying there is a point at which time a portion of mankind will be deified by the fusion of the spirit of the eternal one with the soul of a temporal being called mankind. So we go from temporal to being eternal. And the only thing that's eternal is God himself. Period. The angels aren't eternal. The devil's not eternal. Human beings that are even nice aren't eternal. And certainly the organisms and life forms on earth are not eternal. But there is a destiny for a portion of mankind to become the bride of God and to become both temporal and eternal. And people don't get that, do they? No, well, that's a fact. Uh, and God, God can't let everybody in because we'd only mess up the world again, and uh, therefore He can only let in those that can be trusted, those that well, are willing to live in, in harmony with His will, which is His law. Well, I think in a sense we've been in basically through our own evil and self-interest and dialectics of chaos. Uh, God allows us to quarantine ourselves on planet Earth. He doesn't want us to get off planet unless we're deified by becoming the bride of the Most High God, so we're fit to actually colonize the galaxy. I was watching a program the other day about the near star systems within, you know, Proxima Centauri and others, and there's seven basically Earth-like planets they think could easily be colonized by mankind. There are five planets and moons that they plan on terraforming here just in our solar system, okay, including... Uh, uh, Mars would be the second, which is the second planet, but also um, Europa and other planets, now, planet-sized moons. What people don't understand is that mankind is not going to survive our technology unless there's a deification of mankind, so we become transcendent, transcendent from our technology. For example, and just think of the logic of this, because I, I watched a video yesterday about... Uh, the next big thing, if you want to get involved, this is going to make more billionaires or trillionaires. The first trillionaires on Earth are going to be the masters of artificial intelligence. That's what they're saying, okay? So watch this thing for about 40 minutes and think, these people are delusional. If you create an artificially intelligent system without the soul or the spirit of the will of God, it will extinguish mankind because we'll be in aggravation. Think of a intelligent system with an IQ of, say, 160, but can think 100 trillion times faster than all humans with access to all databases on earth, you have created the image of the beast. 
That's right out of the Bible, isn't it? And what people don't understand is the Vatican, this Pope, and the 72 world leaders that met with Barack Obama a year and a half ago before the election, in the summer of 2016, they all planned this. They're planning for a world where they create literally satanic omniscience and omnipotence to control the world, and a future where we're waiting for the ubermensch. We're waiting for the transformation and to become our own genetic architects of a future superman and woman and a vastly reduced population where the rest of us will be turned into either cyborgs or thrown aside and destroyed and wild reproduction will be against the law. People don't see that coming, do they? Well, it's coming. Yeah. Then the only salvation isn't going to be a technical answer. It's going to be a spiritual one. And the only answer is Yeshua, Jesus, and the Father's will. Period. There's only one answer, not another religion. In fact, religion I call real lies going on. When you have a relationship, religion doesn't exist. In fact, one of the quotes I think is misunderstood in the Bible is that the when Jesus and God returns, no one shall tell his brothers or sisters to know the Most High God because the knowledge of God will be as the oceans of the wisdom on the earth. In other words... No one's going to have to tell their brother or sister because evil people won't exist in a future world where it's godly and they're literally the bride of God. They won't be around. The rapture is not taking good people out to watch down in the winds as they look at the earth and say, oh, ooh, don't look, it's bad. No, the rapture is to take out evil. In fact, and if you look at the Aramaic Bible, it says, where the vulture is, there is the body. In other words, two are in the field, one is taken. The one taken isn't the good one, it's the bad one. It's the same as the Pasha or Passover, isn't it? Yeah. But people misunderstand it because you know why? They have pastors that are falsely teaching, and you got false prophets that are teaching. You have probably cataloged so many false prophecies, even over every week or month, like right now with the Pope, that are being preached by these knuckleheads that are putting their so called Christian uh, brothers and sisters in danger, or even their nations in danger, because believing in bad ideas is toxic to your civilization. Even if it looks good, for example, I'm looking to see a testimony from this President Trump because he could be transformed into becoming a very evil man. Or he could become a very good Christian man with a testimony that he is living and led by the Spirit of God and not by his own ego or by his, his Jesuit confrere 38 of them that have the Pope on speed dial because they've gone through Jesuit universities and have had high-level qualifications. People don't see that, do they? Mm-hmm. So yep. where's all this going, Jonathan? Where, what, what, tell us about your analysis. What do you see happening? Okay. I, I, I'll, give, I'll give the full picture uh, on the 31st. Right. But uh, just to sum, I'd like to introduce it, actually, with an interesting story of, of something that happened back in 1517 with Martin Luther. Right. In preparing for the Reformation, <clears throat> the Lord God actually worked in a marvelous way to, to protect the Reformers before it even happened. The night before Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses on the door of that castle church in Wittenberg, right. in, on October the 31st, 1517, the elector, Frederick of Saxony, had a remarkable dream. And uh, he related it to his Duke John the next morning. And this is what he said. He said, I must tell you about a dream I had last night. I dreamt it three times. And each time it gave me new information. First I fell asleep, then I awoke, and I prayed that God would guide me as the ruler of my people. 
And then I again fell asleep and I dreamt that Almighty God had sent me a monk and all the, the, the host of heaven came, to, came behind him by the order of God to be a testimony that he was sent from God. Wow. And, and these angels asked me to have the goodness to permit him to write something on the door of the church of the castle of Wittenberg the next day. Wow. And in my dream, I granted that permission through my chancellor. And then, in the dream, the monk went to the church, he began to write in large characters, and the pen was so large it reached as far as Rome. And there, it caused the triple crown on the head of the Pope to start shaking. And I saw in the dream all the cardinals and princes running hastily up and trying to stop it from falling. And then I awoke and saw it was only a dream. But then I fell asleep again and I dreamt that all the princes of the empire including us rushed off to Rome and we tried to break that pen but the more we tried the more it became like iron and so we stopped and then suddenly I heard a loud noise a large number of other pens all over Europe were springing up out of the long pen of the monk and then I woke up and it was daylight now the, the elector of Saxony, Frederick, had hardly made an end of telling that dream when the monk came with the hammer to interpret it. And wow. this is why the elector of Saxony became Luther's protector during his long struggle with the papacy. Isn't that interesting? And, of course, we talked about this with uh, the uh, Defy Tyrants uh, expert uh, that we had on the program a few weeks ago. And we talked about the Magdeburg uh, Confession, which occurred after uh, after he died. They tried to reverse it, and the King of France tried to reverse what happened during the Reformation. But uh, the Magdeburg Confession proved that God was there to even stop that uh, turning it back. Yes. Uh, amazing October stuff. 31. October 31, just a few days from now, we're going to see what lies ahead as a result of this. Yeah, well... It's a declaration of a prophet of peace, but I have to say the word false, 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 like the three angel calls against this man, this devil. And welcome back. And uh, so, Jonathan, next week, and I think we are on the 31st, which is a Tuesday, we're going to have quite a show for you. It's Wednesday, of course. But uh, All Hallows' Eve is right before the so-called Christian ceremony of uh, the All Saints' Day. It's actually a Druidic ceremony, an ancient pagan uh, holiday that's a place, and people don't understand the symbol that we've talked about this in the past of ancient Israel is not the six-pointed star. That's called the Simzigi. It's actually two intersecting triangles, and it's a demonic sign called 666. That's what the star system means. It's a sign of Ashtoreth, a fertility goddess of the spring that actually takes the sacrificed children on the arms of Moloch and Baal and burdens them to death and if they don't have a child because they had lascivious sex other than their husband or wife they actually put a proxy there which is sweetbreads to the queen of heaven these aren't just sweetbreads like a loaf of bread they're shaped like children like gingerbread boys and girls people don't know this do they you don't understand the same powers and evils that are running in Israel right now I call it it's a real hell they don't realize it's the same powers are running every government on earth. That's why when Satan brought Jesus above the temple, he says, I am in control of all these kingdoms. 
He wasn't lying to God. He was telling the truth. Lie down and, you know, fall down and worship me, and these are all, I will give you all these kingdoms. Yeah, as long well, as Jesus, I'm not, Go ahead. Jesus himself called him the God of this world and the Prince of this world. He acknowledged that Satan had hijacked this planet. Right, and I, I call him also King Kronos. You can't have evil unless you have time. And you can't have plans and regrets unless you have time. And you can't have, if you have someone that's the greatest scientist, the greatest musician, the greatest poet, and the greatest intellect created in the universe, i.e. Satan, you got a problem. Now, Satan was, was so powerful, that's why he calls him Tegautu, the great architect of the universe. He actually says that when he teaches people, when they go beyond the 17th level of the Ark Rite, they're taught that the name, the ineffable name of God is Yabalan, Yahweh, the creator God, Baal, the fertility God, and Osiris, the God of the underworld. If you go to any major city, it could be uh, Berlin or Paris or Britain, you'll see these giant Ferris wheels. They're all a sign of the eye of, of Osiris, aren't they? These giant eyes, they call, them the, they call this the London eye. The London eye is the eye of Osiris. You can see it there. If you look at the size, it's the same thing as the eye of Sauron. That you find in the trilogy of the ring. People, are like, no, Doctor Deagle, you're making that up. I'm thinking, you know what? I don't know if there's any cure for your level of of determination to not see what's the obvious right in your face. It's really, really nasty, and people don't understand that we're getting prepared for geoclimatic disasters, economic disasters, and religious disasters. This one that's going to happen next week. A lot of Christians are going to think they're rapping on the door of heaven, and their knuckles are going to be on fire. You know, they don't understand this, do they? That's right. Well, we, we've got some explosive information to bring out next week. Uh, well, give, us a, give, us a teaser, give us a teaser before the show, because a lot of people are going to be listening to the live or on rebroadcast. And we should probably oh, do some simulcast videos, too, because... And I do those, by the way, just before the show or uh, after the show, which is better for you in New Zealand, on a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, or on a Sunday, because I take, the, I take uh, Sabbath off or Saturday off from doing, you know, interacting with patients or doing major video productions. But um, yeah. what give us a teaser of what you think you're going to say next week, what kind of things you're going to cover. Well, uh, prophecy fulfillments have been waiting, that we've been waiting for, are now about to happen. There have never been so many pieces ready to move together. Right. Now... Uh, it's interesting that the Catholic Herald reports that somewhere in Pope Francis' office is a document that could alter the course of Christian history, declaring an end of hostilities between Catholics and Evangelicals, and stating that the two traditions are now united in mission because we're declaring the same gospel. That's to quote the Catholic Herald. Yeah, but people need to go one step further. The Pentalpha division of the Archcardinals actually have become Muslim as well. And it's my feeling that after this declaration next week, the next declaration is a peace accord between Islam and the Vatican. And that peace accord will bring out the Mahdi, who happens to be the best friends of, not Fatullah Gulen, the guy in America that's got banks all over uh, Turkey and all over the world, and yet the largest amount of private uh, schools in the United States are actually tied to Fatullah Gulen of Turkey. Did you know that? Who lives in America as an exile, and that means that this agreement this, uh, between so-called Christians, uh, Protestant Christians and Catholics, means the next agreement is one with the Vatican and Islam. I think it was about uh, before this pope started, the last pope, 
who's still alive. Uh, what's his name? He looks like the uh, Emperor Palpatine from the from the Star Wars. <laughs> and they had a ceremony up on this mountain that's near uh, the city of Nazareth in Bethlehem about what five years ago. And on this ceremony, they actually had imams, uh, rabbis, and Christian priests. And the whole idea is that the Pope wants to bring all these quote, great Abrahamic religions together. So he's laying the groundwork for the, the Mahdi to show up. So I believe this is a prelude to the Mahdi, who, by the way, has already made a public statement in the public media in Turkey and in Europe that he agrees that once he sits with the Caliphate on the Mount of Olives, literally, where Jesus is supposed to ascend from heaven, that he also agrees that the Jews should be able to do their blood sacrifice again in their temple, which is at the Springs of Gihon, below the Eastern Gate. It's not in the Temple of Antonius. That's an ancient Roman temple where 10,000 troops there at the time of Jesus. It's good. In other words, this agreement next week is going to be a prelude to a Muslim agreement, and I'm going to make this prophetic statement that when the Mahdi shows up, you'll see a complete disappearance of Islamic terrorism. That is the mark that this Mahdi is real. He's going to bring, bring peace between Sunni and Shiite Islam, at least temporarily, and it'll disappear. You won't see any trucks flying into people in the marketplace in Berlin. You won't see people, you know, randomly shooting others. It'll disappear when the Mahdi shows up and they have the caliphate in Jerusalem. And it'll unify all the Islamic countries tied directly back to the Vatican. That's what I see coming. What do you think? Well, we, we've got some explosive days ahead, uh, Bill. Do you think that makes any yeah. sense? I mean, that's my prediction. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if that logic fits what you see, but I see disagreement with the Vatican. All their intentions are is to unify all the Abrahamic religions. And oh, the, yes. the consequence of this is going to be the Mahdi is going to show up, which is the second phase of the treaty. The first phase of the peace treaty in the Middle East was started by Donald Trump's uh, Jewish son, Jewish son-in-law, Kushner and his daughter, who's actually now a Jew, a Jewess, Ivanka, and they have got peace between Fatah and Hamas. The next phase of that will be that the Jews and the Palestinians will bring in peace when there is peace coming so that, that Sunni and Shiite Islam, the reason why the King Salman of Saudi Arabia is being so cooperative and the new crown prince is taking over from King Salman, he said, I'm going to moderate Islam. He's trying to moderate so he doesn't get nuked. Because the Islamics from Iran, with their Russian allies, want to nuke the hell out of Saudi Arabia and and uh, their air base, which is north of Riyadh. People don't get it. Everything is lining up to bring in this false peace and to bring in this Mahdi and to unify all the Islamic peoples in a, in a, an agreement that they're all, in a sense, co-equal in the Abrahamic faith. And, of course, most people realize that the highest level, most number of Masons in the world are not Catholic, they're not Protestant, they're Muslim. The largest number of high-level Masons in the world are Muslim. And they're going to go along with this because so is the Vatican and the Cardinals. They're all high-level Masons. So I really see, I don't know how many months or years it'll take, but I don't think it'll take long. Because once an agreement is agreed and they just have this end of the Protestant Reformation, it's going to be really easy to get a lot of these Christians to agree that to say, hey, yeah, we're, we, we still believe in Jesus. You guys call him Isa. They just miss the fact that Isa is preached in the Muslim faith. And we have Dr. Professor Bill Warner on that when Isa comes back, he's also converted by Muhammad to be a Muslim, and he beheads Christians if they don't convert to Islam. Minor detail, isn't it? 
Minor detail. Yeah. What do you think? Is that a minor detail or is that a major detail? What would you say? Oh, it's major. <laughs> major and, detail. And, and, but, but, Dr. Bill, there's something else I'd, I'd like to, uh, to talk about next uh, uh, on the 31st, and that is on that very same day, five of the most powerful financial and geopolitical cycles known to man will converge right there on October the 31st, and they're the same cycles that accurately warned of the Great Depression in 1929. Well, now, on October 31, wow. these, these financial cycles will join forces and they will have enormous destructive power. So we'll talk about that next week as well. Right, because remember now, the Jesuits and the Ninth Templar control the financial system of the world. They still control the financial system of the world, of the reserve system. And they will control the system that will eventually become the mark of the beast under the Vatican and its proxy. And as I said before, people don't want to hear this, the mark of the beast comes not from Brussels or Moscow or Beijing or Tokyo. It comes from America, from Shriver Air Force Base, the primary node, and from the United States of America. So our nation needs a lot of repenting to do. Because we, if we do not fully repent, will be the beast nation that forces a mark on everybody on earth. Prove your focus, your memory, your sleep. A catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter-in-an-hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to NutraMedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutral the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today.
Welcome back to the Nutramedical Report. We have Fareed here, and we're going to talk about cardiovascular. Fareed, it's really important to understand that uh, heart health is a big deal. Uh, your heart and vascular tree, uh, if you talk about your health, if you talk about losing your health, is the number one cause of the most of the major illnesses that are more deadly than the next five major causes of death, cancer and many other illnesses. Um, whether it's a heart attack, stroke, deep vein thrombosis, it was an embolism, etc. Vascular disease is very, very common, and it's a major cause of, heart, of death in our society. One third of males, their first symptom, and I like to use a little sarcasm to get through to people sometimes. Sometimes sarcastic jokes get through better than than telling them just the plain science. But it's, I call it face plant syndrome. Face plant syndrome is not something you get over. Uh, it's not like, hey, you go back uh, and, you know, you're going to be fine the next day, but you got a few broken teeth. No. Face plant syndrome is we're going to put you in the ground within so many hours after we remove your blood volume and give you formalin. We're going to put you in a nice suit, but you're going to the next world, <clears throat> whether it's Allah, God, Satan, the cyber God, whatever. You're not going to be here anymore. Now, one-third of males, their first symptom of heart disease is death, face plant syndrome. And women, they get it five to ten years later than men. They actually have a higher percentage of actually face plant syndrome. They don't have any advanced warning. They don't have chest pains. They don't have shortness of breath. They don't have a bad day. They just get face plant syndrome. Now, what causes face plant syndrome, and I like to be sarcastic about this, and if I, if I challenge doctors, and this is one of the funniest things, um, it's very rare I'll get a doctor that actually has the cajones. They need to have titanium alloy intellectual cojones in order to be stupid enough to call in and challenge me on the show because even if they've been a cardiologist for 20 or 25 years there's a lot of mistruths that they themselves believe they think for example that the reason why you have a heart attack is you've had what's called a cardiac bypass deficiency syndrome in other words you just haven't bypassed all your arteries <laughs> they also believe in fairy tales like college that cholesterol causes heart attacks or uh the deficiency of their toxic drugs is the reason why you're just not doing well because you're just not taking enough of them. Now, the real issue, and I remember going back 40 years ago, I did actually tests with Dr. Moskowitz at the University of British Columbia. We brought down Eskimos in the Northwest Territories in Alaska, and I personally drew their bloods. And they'd separate, like, the old-style milk and cream, you know, before milk was homogenized. And I remember before the days of homogenization, and we'd have, we were near the agricultural farm where we lived, uh, you'd always, if you're smart, you'd sneak out in the morning before the maid got up and you'd grab the milk and pour off the cream on the top because it was good. Because it wasn't put through all kinds of crap and it wasn't homogenized. And you got the good milk on the top of the bottle. Now, these men and women, Eskimos, never got heart disease. They had a little poach on the side of their belt. And they, they looked chunky, but they actually weren't fat. They were just kind of stocky because if you're living in the Alaskan weather or in the Northwest Territories, you want to be short in body because it's pretty hard to circulate blood to your periphery if you're tall and long. And they were covered with, you know, seal skins and so on. But they weren't fat. Number two, none of them, even though they had cholesterol 10 to 15 times higher than our upper limit of normal, ever got heart disease. And the reason is real simple, and that's why we want to go through the components in the cardiovascular. The first thing you want to do is you don't want free radical damage to your artery walls. <clears throat> you don't want plaque to calcify because it's an infected biofilm. 
So, for example, when your teeth are rotten because you're eating sugar and you're growing nanobacteria in your mouth, they actually infect your arteries. And so everybody I've seen, they have rotten teeth. They also have rotten arteries. They all go together. I haven't seen anybody needing a heart transplant that didn't have teeth falling out of their head. <laughs> you can open somebody's mouth up before you have to put the stethoscope to auscultate them or look at their EKG or their arteriogram, and you can tell already they were screwed. As they say in the military, screwed and tattooed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go through them. Let's go through the components. The first one, of course, is Vitexin. And the reason why your company, Cardivask, uh, which is the original formula, by the way, the one in Canada has even removed one of the components because the government didn't like people taking it because they might thin their blood out. But we have the original formula, and it's exclusive in America. And we ship everywhere in the world, including even to Canada. But we have the exclusive formula. And it was developed by your dad, Sam. To prevent plaque, it was from the Chelation Society of Alberta, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. But he was trained in Germany, and which is five years of training in pharmacognosy, which, by the way, Germany is the most advanced nation in the world. Not China, not Japan, not Indonesia or Thailand. It's Germany developed the most advanced culture and science of pharmacognosy to develop herbal-based scientific medicines. <clears throat> and uh, so if you took training in Germany, you were like the top notch. So this first component is in uh, what's the plant and what part of the plant is used to make this component. Sure. So we use the uh, the hawthorn leaf and flower extract. Not the berry. Uh, not the berry. But the, but the other knockoff companies, and I won't mention their names, use the berry. So they're berry stupid. How's that? Do you like that? Berry stupid? Okay, yeah. that, that's your component. Process, it yeah. does not contain the active constituents. There you go. So, as I say, you got to listen to Deagle's humor. You don't know necessarily how to take me. Sometimes I'm humorous, sometimes I'm sarcastic. But the most important thing is I'm going to raise issues that are real. They're not imaginary. I'm not just trying to make a joke here. I'm saying if you get these other products, you're not going to have the protection you will from cardiovascular. Next component. So then we have the garlic. And it's not just aged garlic. It's going to contain two things. It's going to kill off the nanobacteria, like our alicimed, but it also has components that block the ACE receptor, and it does it in such a way it doesn't cause a ACE receptor blocker type cough, which you do with capitin and other ACE inhibitors. Next component. We have the uh, cayenne. The cayenne is a nitric oxide stimulant, so it's going to release nitric oxide, which removes nitro peroxy radical, and open up your cardiovascular and vascular bed of capillaries. Next component. Bilberry. Bilberry is a dialyzable antioxidant that prevents free radical, single oxygen, hydroperoxy, nitroperoxy radical. And because it's so small, the smallest antioxidant is hydrogen. This is the next smallest, and it's really, really good. So it'll prevent blindness. It'll prevent uh, oxidative stress in your kidneys, your heart, your liver, your solid organs like your brain. Next component. We have the ginkgo. Ginkgo reduces blood viscosity and improves microcirculation. This is the component that they removed from the Canadian version of the cardiovascular, which is, uh, what's it called? Is it called still cardio, cardiovite in Canada? Cardiovite, yeah. Yeah. So you can buy a cardiovite, but it doesn't have the ginkgo. Now, the problem is if you take, you want to stop this about two or three days before major surgery because you will bleed more. Not necessarily catastrophic. It's not like Xarelto or Eliquis, which will kill you. And what I get a kick out of people is they don't understand there's no clot-busting enzymatic effect of these so-called drugs that doctors give people so they won't throw off a clot to their brain. There's no clot-busting enzymatic activity at all. They just interfere with the intrinsic and extrinsic pathways of, of clot formation. But the thing that drives a clot formation is plaque. 
So what you want to take is, along with a cardiovascular, you want to take natokinase, CoQ10 Supreme, our, our vascular carnitine, and our omega fatty acids, which is the Monopro Omega Supreme Pro. And you want to take other things that are going to prevent free radicals like gamma A+, cell detox, glutathione, to stop hydroproxy radical, and single oxygen, which is a transketolase, uh, which is our course, Ultrathymine B1. But the center post, and we have a lot of people who say, I can't afford all that stuff, Deagle. Just give me one thing, whether it's a liquid. By the way, the liquid's equal to the, the drops. I had one person the other day said, Doc, just give me something for my tachycardia. I said, look, take the cardiovascular liquid, 30 drops, put in one scoop of Calm Mind, one a brain make, because they have Graves' disease, thyroid, and we need to calm down their overactivity of their adrenal glands, putting on stress hormones, norepinephrine, dopamine, that's why they have persisting tachycardia after stopping a beta blocker. Because their adrenal glands are tuned up too hard to produce too much stress hormones. So, um, <clears throat> next component after that, I think we have uh, uh, milk thistle and valerian. Uh, valerian. And the milk thistle is going to stimulate your liver to detox the toxic chemicals that are burning your artery walls. There's a lot of stuff in our food, and of course the the uh, valerian balances your autonomic nervous system to turn down the overactive sympathetic fight or flight to make you calm and parasympathetic. So when we come back, we're going to talk about some testimonial stories we've had from people that take in cardiovascular and how it opened up their leg arteries, it opened up their heart, and they didn't need to go from a stand to a bypass. Their brain worked better, and they remember their grocery list and their grandkids. It's amazing stuff. Frustrated trying to get... And uh, one of the things that I've been working on uh, for many years now, I actually went into medical school in 1973, so that's 44 years ago, was at the request of my grandfather who said I was smart enough that uh, I could actually solve the problem of finding the cause of diabetes. And this year I will be publishing it. Sometime in this next 12 months I'll be publishing my theory. I did the original research with Dr. Otto Hewen five years before Dr. Stanley Ravens at uh, Stanford University and got persecuted and had to the threat by the Alberta College of Physicians and Surgeons to have my license pulled for doing the research. And all I was doing was drawing blood. So, and by the way, so we wonder why Dr. Deagle has attitude. I have attitude against intellectual pinheads, as O'Reilly says, it used to be on Fox News, and against people who don't think things through and don't use hard science to actually discover if their theories or theses are correct or not. Now, when I present this, this is not based on just conjecture or just a few odd days or months of researching literature. It's something that's very solid. So when I present it to the doctors, it's going to change the face of medicine. Now, the latest article, which is one of the most important, was a knockout my research published in February 2016 at the University of California, San Diego, where they actually created mice, where the knockout mice basically... Uh, <clears throat> producing large amounts of leukotriene B4. Now it turns out, and I'm, I use an, a little bit of sarcastic hyperbole here, but you know how the media is always saying, because other than Fox News saying about the angry white male, well, the angry white fat cell, not male, but angry white fat cell generates inflammatory molecules. 
And the fat cells that are white tend to be caused by elevated blood insulin. So there's an insulinogenic diet or rapidly absorbed carbohydrates and mineral depletion generates what we call high levels of insulin. Now, think of it this way. It's 219,000 years ago. You're a Neanderthal man, which makes up about 4% of the DNA of, say, the Celtic peoples and the Norwegian peoples that are the Vikings and their descendants. And about the average person from Northern Europe, about 2% of their DNA is Neanderthal. Most of them were killed by infections that uh, Homo sapiens sapiens brought and killed off the Neanderthal, which, by the way, had a bigger brain case, were more physically adapted in ancient cultures that were probably doing religious ceremonies half a million years ago, long before the other types of called subspecies of man actually had any religious ceremony. So they're pretty smart people. They survived ice ages, but they didn't survive infections. <clears throat> now what happens is they did survive because they could put body fat on and they could shunt calories over so their body were muscles, their skeletal muscles were forced to use fatty acids for fuel, not glycogen. Now, the way it works out, the master of diabetes is actually not your pancreas. It's not even your muscle cell, it's your fat cells. And when your fat cells get angry, because you're feeding them with pro-inflammatory fatty acids, the white fat cells actually start to generate uh, leukotriene B4. And the B4 leukotriene shuts down the insulin glucose transport mechanism called the GLUT4 transporter and the insulin receptors in your skeletal muscles. Most of the resistance in your body is in your skeletal muscles. It's not in your liver cells, your brain cells, or other tissues. Now, eventually, if it develops in your brain cells, you get type 3 diabetes, which is... The bell's ringing, bing, 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 dementia. So when you hear somebody talks about the cure for dementia, they don't tell you that it's actually diabetes of the brain cells where the astrocytes can no longer fire, which is why you need medium-chain triglycerides or you can use brain fuel, which is a C8 or C12 carbon molecule that's called medium-chain triglycerides. It's brain fuel that allow your astrocytes to still fire off an action potential. Now, if you think none of the stuff that I'm presenting is science, you can, you can have the cajones, and most people don't, to challenge me on air off here, and I'll provide them the scientific articles to prove what I'm saying is absolutely true by thousands of scientists over many decades. Now, what we're facing is a, a, a tsunami of diabetic conversions. If you look at even cultures in the last 30 years since uh, Richard Nixon went to uh, China and they were bicycling around and collecting the snow in their aprons to try to clear the streets of Beijing with a snowstorm, you have to realize that the entire population of the world has turned diabetic. If you actually look at the incidents here in California, 69% of adults, male and female, in California over age 20 are either diabetic or pre-diabetic by the American Diabetic Association. Now, my criteria are even more strict. If you have an elevated blood fasting insulin, if you have elevated free radical levels, if you've got elevated hemoglobin A1C, which is just a byproduct of the singlet oxygen molecule attaching sugar to your proteins, because sugar is actually a good trap. If you lower somebody's blood sugar too rapidly, you actually double to triple the rate of their heart attacks. Because if you don't trap it in sugar, it's going to burn the hell out of your artery walls. And that's actually published literature. Isn't that interesting? Have you ever heard that before? So lowering someone's blood sugar with insulin or diabetic drugs will actually increase the risk of... Uh, blocked arteries. <coughs> now, your doctor may not know that, but it's actually published in their own medical journals. Mm. So, when you take cardiovascular, you're doing a whole bunch of things to make sure you don't end up with a nasty event. If you take a drug, for example, there's a lot of lawsuits over things like drugs like Avastin and you know, all these other diabetic drugs. If you raise your blood insulin output, insulin itself is toxic. 
the high blood sugar is toxic, but insulin is. And if you measure someone's blood insulin and measure their free radical single oxygen like T-bars, which is oxidized fatty acid, or 8-hydroxy, 2-prime deoxyguanosine, which is oxidized pyrimidine from your base pair of your DNA, you can show a direct relationship between free radicals and elevated insulin. And it's a more accurate measure of problems which will indirectly be as low associated with hemoglobin A1C, but all hemoglobin A1C indicates is that your sugar is trapping the singlet oxygen, right? So if you're not taking, when you're taking cardiovascular, you're not just uh, lowering your incidence of vascular disease, you're also lowering the stress that causes your body to push insulin higher and cause heart disease by oxidizing your fatty acids and cholesterol and precipitating a stroke or heart attack. So in terms of testimonials, and we'll start from the head, people find, number one, if you're taking cardiac drugs like beta blockers, you're going to go get fat, bald, uh, stupid, and impotent. Now, if you're taking cardiovascular, on the other hand, you have a full head of hair, your brain still works, you can remember your kids in your grocery list, and your teeth aren't falling into your head, your microcirculation, your hands and feet are warm, and you can still get erections, which is good. <laughs> and you're don't, not taking an anti-hormone, because when you take an HMG Cori reductase inhibitor, you're doing a form of chemical castration. There's two classes of drugs that will for sure castrate you. Number one, miserol and drugs that are antifungals that actually block your ability to convert to, to sex hormones. Or HMG Cori reductase inhibitors like Zocor, Liptor, Crestor. Crestor particularly bad. Or you can get a thing called myoglobinuria, where you actually break down the muscle myoglobin and destroy it, and it can precipitate in your uh, loop of Henle of your kidney nephron cells and kill your kidneys. A lot of diabetics, unfortunately, took, say, Crestor, and they destroyed their kidneys. Or if you take a non-steroidal in your diabetic or pre-diabetic, bye-bye kidneys. See you later, buddy. Okay? So you don't want to take Arthrotec or Ibuprofen or any non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Now, the advantage is that diabetes, and my approach to diabetes is you have to reduce insulin, which is why you want to cut on simple carbohydrates. But your most important thing is you want to increase what's called pro-anti-inflammatory fatty acids. You want to lower insulin resistance with the right minerals of diabetaline, berberstatin, and biotin plus. And you want to take leptin metabolic that resensitizes your leptin and your insulin receptor. The cardiovascular formula, though, doesn't just protect your circulatory system. It actually protects you from the complications of peripheral neuropathy amputations. By the way, there's big lawsuits over some of these diabetic drugs making you lose your toes and feet. If you don't want to lose your toes and feet and you're diabetic, you want to be on cardiovascular. Really important, isn't it? Good idea to have feet. understood that uh, I'm going to go over it so make it brief if you have a question on any health issue any geopolitical financial or other issue please I beg you call in and ask your question tell our board of McKenzie exactly what it is 877-317-6432 and um, you know the the big disease that's actually affecting us is free radicals uh, and gene silencing now the free radicals and gene silencing are two of the biggies um when our diets are depleted of minerals, we can't create antioxidant systems to get rid of single oxygen. Hydroperoxy radical, which we call glutathione peroxidase, 
And nitroproxy radical, which is really, really bad for your joints, your central nervous system, and your arteries. If you can get rid of those, you want to be taking not only our things like our cardiovascular to protect you, but you don't want to be driving up blood insulin. That's why you want to take diabetaline, berberstatin, biotin plus, and leptin metabolic. And you want to take pro-anti-inflammatory fatty acids like Omega Supreme Pro because the anti-inflammatory fatty acids reduce the white fat generation of inflammatory cytokines like glutathione B4. It's LTB4 that's the bad guy. Now when your cells get bigger in population, so you have a larger white cell mass, that's why doing a partial lipectomy will actually reduce the blood sugar insulin resistance, simply because you actually cut and reduce the white cell mass either by liposuction or lipectomy where you remove some of the fat. The best way to start with, by the way, is just to simply reduce the inflammatory processes going on. So you want to take cardiovascular, you want to take omega fatty acids like Omega Supreme Pro, <clears throat> you want to take antioxidants like ultrathiamine B1, which stimulates the transketolase enzyme, cell detox glutathione, and one of the most important we haven't mentioned is Cell Defense Plus, because the best blocker for leukotrienes and cytokines that actually cause the inflammatory process to cause insulin resistance is reversed by our Cell Defense Plus. It's the most absorbable form of curcumin in the world because curcumin, although it's the most important single herbal uh, nutraceutical on the planet and has been forever, is extremely poorly absorbed, but ours. Ours is the most absorbed form of curcumin complex on the planet. So it not only reduces cancer mother cells, but it also lowers cytokines that cause diabetes and brain inflammation because eventually if your astrocytes in your brain get inflamed to the point where they stop being able to transport sugar, to set up an action potential in your astrocytes, you develop diabetes of the brain, which is type 3 diabetes. Now, you'll eventually show up, if you do a brain biopsy and electron microscopy of the brain tissue, you'll see a thing called neurofibrillar tangles, but it's all just basically free radicals going haywire, causing the brain astrocytes to precipitate these tangles in the neurons. So, <clears throat> nutraceuticals can do it. So, I recommend, besides our diabetaline, berberstatin, leptin metabolic, uh, etc., and biotin plus that you take the, our cell defense plus one to two capsules three times a day. I take two three times a day. And you take the leptin metabolic to lower your leptin resistance so your body's appetite gets normally controlled. Avoid simple sugars. Anything has a glycemic index over 50, you probably should avoid. Uh, do things like, for example, make our drink up in the morning. I usually recommend ageless life support and glycemics because glycemics has special components that will block a surge in sugar and, of course, insulin. Insulin itself is bad because the counterinsulin hormones actually can cause problems. The glycogen, which is a counterhormone, and cortisol will take your protein in your liver, the glycogen, overnight and turn it into sugar. And that's not good. Now, sugar itself is, is by itself not so bad, but sugar combined with three radicals will cause glycation, which changes the quaternary structure of proteins, so it changes their structure, and it kind of screws up enzymes. Now, superior to the idea, though, if you lower somebody's sugar too fast and haven't lowered their free radicals, you actually burn their artery walls and their eyes. So you have to control the free radicals if you're going to bring someone's blood sugar down by diet. So if you're going on just a ketogenic diet alone and you haven't corrected their free radicals, you're actually going to accelerate their vascular disease. You have to switch to anti-inflammatory fatty acids like Omega Supreme Pro because it's 400% more absorbed. And you've got to take a free radical antioxidants, 
plus all the minerals that help your antioxidant systems work, such as minerals, Vitamineral Max and Minerals Plus, and the detox agents that we have, like superfolate, pyromethyl B12, bio-LVR, and semethyl. Because methylation is a very important pathway in our life support, which is sulfation, glucuronidation, methylation pathway support, and detoxification like nutrient defense that has the polyphenon, the most powerful antioxidant we have, <coughs> to prevent oxidative stress. It's the oxidative stress that causes a lot of the damage. And <coughs> that's what's really important is people, when you start to tweak the underlying causes, a lot of the complications you can see, for example, blood sugar alone of, say, 300 isn't going to cause damage if you don't have free radicals. If you have a blood sugar of 300, but your hemoglobin A1C level is relatively normal, or say 6.2 or less, it means even though you have an elevated blood sugar, you're not attaching to free radicals because your free radical load's not high. So there's not a direct correlation between blood sugar and hemoglobin A1C. There is a direct correlation between hemoglobin A1C though and free radicals. So if your HbA1C is, say, over 7, you've got a lot of free radicals floating around because your sugar is getting grabbed by the free radicals, and it's causing glycation, where it oxidizes them. So what I want you to understand is that your doctor is misinterpreting the test results and giving you the wrong thing. If your doctor gives you insulin or some of these drugs, like some of the ones that are doing big lawsuits over, they're actually giving you a drug that will accelerate vascular disease or dementia. And if you do the wrong thing, like lower someone's blood sugar before you lower their free radicals, you're actually accelerating their vascular disease. And this is all published. It's not open. And they aren't following the cardiac markers. For example, if you're giving Xarelto, Eliquis, or Apaxaban, you'd say, well, the real answer is not that they're lowering their, you know, their PT and INR, which are the markers for blood clotting. Uh, you want to lower their cardiac markers like interleukine 17, TNF-alpha, uh, levels of T-bars, which is oxidized fatty acids and oxidized cholesterol, 9-norinyl-hydroxycholesterol, and antibodies against that. But they're not. That's why we have Veritas labs that can actually measure those cardiac markers, but the doctors completely miss this. They also don't understand that every, every disease pretty well you have that causes real problems, whether it's glaucoma, vascular disease, or dementia, or autoimmune disease, is tied directly to increase in blood viscosity, which is directly also related to free radicals. So when you lower someone's blood viscosity with, say, natokinase or lumbrokinase, and natokinase is my preference, and I usually take six capsules twice a day. That's the dosage I need. But everybody will vary. Some will need two or three capsules three times a day. Uh, and you can measure the blood viscosity to determine that it's dropped, dropped into a normal range. Once your viscosity is in a normal range and you measure your cardiac markers, they're all going to drop down parallel. So if the blood viscosity is lower, your cardiac inflammatory markers it can cause all these nasty things like amputations and clots and you know blocked arteries and whatever are also going to reduce. So you don't need to chase someone's PTINR. You need to chase their other cardiac markers. And this is how you start to get control of diabetes. Diabetes is a free radical disease. It's an adaptation to try to force your muscles to use fatty acids for fuel. It's steered by your adipocytes that go angry. We call it a fat, angry white cell or white fat cell. And they're generating inflammatory cytokines called leukotriene B4 is the primary one that you can turn off with our nutraceuticals, dibetaline, berberstatin, and biotin plus and leptin metabolic but one of the most important that I've added to this is their cell defense plus and if you see a drop in these cardiac markers 
it means you fix the underlying reason as to why the body is doing that. So then the person's blood insulin is lower. You can measure that. Fasting blood insulin to RPC blood insulin. And when the blood insulin is lower, you're not also driven by your appetite. You're not as likely to end up with cardiovascular failure like heart failure because your blood vessels aren't being fried. Because when the vessels get fried, they, you go into what we call vessel failure because you don't get a peristaltic wave from your blood vessels in response to the shearing force of your heart. And uh, the heart failure then doesn't happen because your vessels aren't working. Your heart's trying to make up for the pump. So what I'm doing is providing information that if you use nutraceuticals in an artful, scientific way and measure these particular markers, which I can send test kits, I can prove to you I can reduce the complications of your diabetes, your vascular disease, your risk of stroke and heart attack, and the cause for underlying things like arrhythmias, like atrial fibrillation. Okay, so... Contact me if you need help. Dr. Bill Deagle at Hotmail.com. back to the Nutramedical Report. And, of course, what's amazing is uh, we provide the service. In most cases, totally free. You just have to email me, drbilldeagle, D-R-Bill, D-E-A-G-L-E, at hotmail.com. I'll tell you what nutraceuticals to take. If you purchase even one product and give a time window, I will call you back. Uh, get several time windows because sometimes I'm very busy. Usually I do the show from uh, 2 to 5 Central Time, 3 to 6 Eastern, so the calls are usually after the show. And uh, if you email me, I'll try to email you back on the same day or the next by the next day. And I have a bunch more emails to do, but I got a bunch done this morning of people who were urgently calling. Um, by the way, I do answer emails seven days a week. Usually, the only day I take off is I take off. Uh, oh, I have. Uh, looks like I have uh, a question. I'm not sure if he's a, a new one. Uh, Brian in Toronto, go right ahead. Uh, Brian in Toronto, I guess you have a question. Go ahead. So, um, it's Brian. Uh, anyways, um, it just I'm looking at the world politics that's going going on, and I, I have a funny feeling there's a major real estate deal going down for North Korea. It's no, going to no, be well, by, by real estate, you mean buying North Korea, or <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, no, I think uh, you know, like the Louisiana Purchase and the Purchase of Alaska. You know, there's been big pieces of property change hands before in history, and uh, oh, no, no, nothing surprises me. But you remember, the powers that be are rearranging the deck chairs. Uh, North Korea is just a proxy. I call it the bad dog of China. I mean, well, China, I think I'll be honest with you. I think it's going to be within two or three weeks. We're going to see a deal. Um, okay, I well, no, no, who, who are the dealers though? Uh, what, Mr. What, what, Trump what, what, Mr. and Trump well. China. And North Korea has so much rare earth minerals that are undeveloped. Mr. Putin has already stated that he wanted to run a pipeline down through uh, North Korea into South Korea and then off over to Japan to supply them with natural gas. Uh, There's too much money here in the world for this guy to be sitting on that much land that, you know, when you look at a, 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 a... what source of articles did you uh, did you read, Brian? Well, that actually um, get? I can't remember. There's 
because I read so many, and it was basically a year and a half ago that I was reading about the various pipelines that were going to be coming out, supplying China, that he wanted to supply uh, into Turkey um, a pipeline, which is the south um, through the, was it the Caspian Sea? No. Okay. Well, what, 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 what rare earth minerals are, particularly in North Korea? That, well, example, I don't know how many rare earth minerals, but I heard, uh, I heard a report the other day that had pegged the value between $1 and $2 trillion worth. Okay, we have to know what minerals they are. I'll give you an example. I know about Afghanistan. Did you right. know that the largest amount of lithium on the planet is in Afghanistan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew about that. Yeah, and everything is lithium batteries. I mean, recyclable batteries. And the best batteries, by the way, we found a supplier. We had a company that we promoted some years ago here in Genesis that had refurbished uh, the uh, Edison battery, which is a nickel-hydrogen oh, battery. I agree with you 100%, because I was yeah. looking for them for years. No, well, now we've got a supplier. I talked to, actually, uh, to Vince Vanelli, who's on the show. He'll be back on Thursday in the thir- second hour. Okay. And Vince has found a supplier in China, but it, you, know, you have to give them a, you know, a money order, and then they supply it. And, he, and once in a while you get a dead battery, but they're relatively inexpensive. The ideal system for power generation would be what's called solar hydrogen, but the solar hydrogen company in Northern California is not making it for, for, for homes or even small communities. They're making it for kind of big service people. Just like right. my my niece, for example, designed the power system to convert power for backup companies to smooth out the power curve by storing power as compressed air. So you can store four or 500 kilowatts as a compressed air chamber underground. Now, the problem I see is the powers that be don't want people to have private energy generation. They don't want people to have solar uh, hydrogen power generation on islands or in their homes or communities. They want them dependent on the main power grid even though the grid is going to be more and more fragile because we have a number of things. Earth changes, and by the way, it's not just climate change. I get a kick of these idiots that say climate change is occurring because we're going through galactic solar, whether it's interlocked with the Earth. We have gravity waves coming in from this Death Star that's, that's flying in into the outer or, or cloud, and the gravity waves are driving changes in the solar output of, of uh, cosmic rays as well as high-energy ultraviolet light. And the gravity waves are actually releasing ringwoodite to release uh, nascent oxygen and hydrogen to, to release water deep in the mantle of the Earth that drives all earthquakes and volcanoes, according to Dr. Steve Jacobson from Northwest University, are driven by water. So all the volcanoes that you see active, including the seamount off of, uh, of Italy, Mount Vesuvius, the large caldera in Yellowstone that are all driven literally by nascent water in the mantle released by gravity waves, period. Alignment of planets which can cause gravity wave lensing or the passage of a large comet or dwarf star, depending on how far they are and how this one here is a dwarf star, about 20% of the size of the mass of the sun, but the 200 times the magnetic flux field of the sun in deep space with large objects the size of of, uh, Neptune and Uranus orbiting around it. And this uh, dwarf star, of course, to the constellation of uh, NASA, start releasing information after five years of being in mouthballs to upgrade the Atacama large millimeter array. And you can check it out yourself. But the fact is we're moving toward a time where, you know, these projects are very real. The United Nations, ICLE, and the resilient cities plans to have the American population reduced to 65 million by 2025. That's eight years from now. Actually, less than that. Now it's seven years from now. Um, because they're going to have 12 super large 5 million population cities with pie, but this is what their plans are how crazy it is but this is what their plans are that all the rural and coastal populations will be gone now I don't know what catastrophic events they plan 
But when you see the superstorm strike in the United States and you see Northern California having giant fires, today, you know how hot it is where I am in North County, San Diego? It's around 100 degrees. This is the fall. It's hotter than a normal summer. And Los Angeles, which is north of us by an hour and a half, it's over 100 degrees. That's not normal. This is right on the coast. No, okay? that's not normal for all of us. Not, not, not normal. Not only that, you have to understand, when you put nanoparticles in the upper atmosphere, you can steer the air as a plasma, and you can trigger off using gravity waves and using uh, Tesla-activated uh, you know, beams. You can actually trigger off fires. Some of these trees burned up there were burned from the inside out. They weren't burned from the outside in. Now, what so about the bat- uh, Some people were saying that, that when they went to look at their houses that there was no bathtub. The bathtubs were gone. Now they could be an acrylic, but you know. Yeah, well, no. What, what, what happened? What happened is that they, they, there's there's a lot of anomalies about these fires. Firstly, there's been a blocking high out in the North Pacific Ocean that basically is blocking the radiation. When I talked to about five years ago, I talked to the scientists for uh, Senator Feinstein and Senator Wyden in Oregon. Uh, these scientists try to be smart alecks with me, but you know, as they say on the show, you can ask me a question in any area of science, medicine, geopolitics, finance, whatever, and I'm going to give you an answer or a framework to find the answer. And people basically are intellectually gutless. They won't ask me a tough question because they know I'm going to provide them an answer or a framework to find the answer. People don't want answers. They okay. don't want de- a deep uh, proposal, so go ahead and ask me a tough question. Well, I look, at, I look every day at, at suspicious observers. And that's the site that follows the sun. Okay, so one of my first things I do in the morning, I see what the sun is doing every day. It's just a routine I have, okay? And there was a paper brought down last week that he asked everybody to shop around and get it into the right physicist's hands and the climatologist's hands. And what they were saying is they were monitoring the solar wind and the solar output, okay? Like, not quite flares, but releases. Right. And he says, when you get one of these events, because we've been in a fairly strong solar storm for a little bit during, right. you know, early September, he says six cyclones, which are hurricanes in the Pacific, six cyclones were formed at the same time, three hurricanes were formed up at the same time, right. and they're, what their pretension is, is that they're taking the magnetic field, and the magnetic field has to ground. And it, water is a very poor source to ground to. And he says it likes to ground better on land. So all these got fired up in the exact same time, and they're looking you know, back. Who, who, who's prepared proposing this? Because I can tell you the uh, science this, behind I, it. I'll be honest with you. I, I, if you go to the suspicious observers about okay, well, four days yeah, they, ago, they, 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 they have the paper on so it. That, yeah, that doesn't sound, it sounds like sloppy science. Let me explain. There's five layers to the Van Allen radiation belt. Right. The lowest of two layers are the are the uh, ionospheric layer and the lithospheric layer. What they've done is they've weaponized the uh, ionospheric layer by putting nanoparticle, thorium, strontium, barium, aluminum. And now they can steer storms to the storm cells using harmonic resonators in low-Earth orbit satellites. Not just HARP, but HARP-based systems in near-Earth orbit. And... Yeah, and these lower orbit satellites can steer the storm cells, break them up, bring them, create a pinwheel, a transdimensional pinwheel that can actually pull the storm cells together and steer them around like a joystick. That's what's going on. This is a direct attack against the United States. It's not a, yeah, it's a direct attack, okay? People have to understand that. We could disperse them with what's called plasma positron beams, that's positively charged electrons that'll break up the storm cells, but we don't. And the fact that Trump doesn't stop these doesn't indicate he doesn't understand the deep state and what they're doing. That's what's going on. 
Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. Need a powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens? Allison Med is the powerful universal pathogen killer's latest advance of German-sourced Allison, enzymatically stabilized to clear the body of bacteria, fungi, mycobacteria, and parasites. It penetrates body biofilms and is non-toxic to tissues. Pathogen resistance cannot develop for long-term body-optimized wellness. Clear stealth pathogens that promote autoimmune disease, cancer, and vascular inflammation and plaque and promote healing of tissues. Now pathogen-free. With 200 milligrams more power than prior Alamed, you can't get a more powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens. Give your body what it needs. Allison Med. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutridyne at 888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. That's 1-888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. And listen to the Nutramedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. Nutramedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. And welcome back to Hour 3 of the Nutramedical Report for Tuesday. It is the 24th of October, and we have Dr. Bob Teal here, one of my uh, spiritual cohorts trying to fight the battle against the powers of darkness. And, of course, he's one of the senior leaders of the Continuing Church of God, that's ccog.org, ccog.org. And, of course, his main publishing website is cogwriter, c-o-g-w-r-i-t-e-r dot com, I think it is, isn't it, dot com? Yes, that, that's correct. So, and then you have a few articles and topics to t- touch on today, and I think we have you on next week as well on a Monday on the third hour because we have some things coming up with the current Pope. And so uh, a number. Have, yeah, next Thursday on the third hour. Oh, Thursday, I mean, Thursday, yeah. yeah Thursday, so sorry. We're already getting people confused on that because in the yeah, next, Thursday. next Thursday yeah. we'll talk about the Reformation and what's right. going on Tuesday, next Tuesday, and all that kind of stuff. Right. So today we have a couple topics. Let's get started. What are the two topics we're going to cover today? Well, first thing I want to go over has to do with um, a message that uh, Pope Francis gave yesterday. Ah. And because this this will tie in ultimately with what's going to go on next week. Right. Uh, In in addition to that, I want to go over uh, something some crazy scientists have. Now, as far as when I say crazy scientists, let me make it clear. These are well-respected scientists by the mainstream. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. The, the, their, their craziness is basically that they uh, ignore scripture. Uh, the right. So they don't think that's the problem. And they've got an issue with the fact that creation actually exists. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll probably get that. In other words, the scientists are aggravated by the fact that creation exists, and their mathematical and scientific models can't explain it, is what you're saying. That's exactly correct. And we'll, we'll get to that later. But, yeah, uh-huh. that is exactly the case. They are perplexed that their brilliance, uh, according to their brilliance, is the universe does not exist. And, yeah, yeah. therefore, um, That's funny. they can't conceive that they perhaps are not so brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what I, you know what I, I call it the bug theory. You know what the bug theory is? The bug theory is if you're if you're a beetle or a bug and you continue to hit a window pane and you can't get through the window pane with your outside or inside, it's because you don't believe in glass. <laughs> and, and the fact that your belief system doesn't alter reality, the fact right. that creation exists indicates that there's a creator God. The, right. the scientific models of evolution I call evil you evolution. Uh, there is no scientific basis for random creation of new life forms. There isn't. Or even punctuated recreation without the hand of God. You're correct. Anyway, we will get to that in a little bit. The first one is a little to do with uh, Pope, uh, comments from, from Pope Francis yesterday. These are reported by Zenit.org. Zenit.org, for your listeners, you're not familiar with it. It's a pro-Vatican uh, news agency. And right. I'm going to tie some of this into the Antichrist. So, if you find that strange. Yeah. First, let me read the part that sounds. Well, let's just let me just read from the Zenit article. This right. is what the Pope said. Yeah, Zenit. Uh, how do you spell that? Zenit. Z e n i t. Yeah. Dot org. Yeah. Z e n i t. Dot org. Yeah. And here's uh, what he said in his uh, mass, Catholic mass yesterday morning. An idolatry that kills, rather than engages in human sacrifices. Uh, was, was part of what Pope said. He said to lament rampant consumerism and attachment to money. And uh-huh. then he says, hungry children they don't have many medicines, they don't have education, they are abandoned. He says, this idolatry makes many people die of hunger, repeated Francis. Right. And then he says, we think of just one case. Of the 200,000 Rohingya children in refugee camps, there are 800,000 people there, of which 200,000 are children. They scarcely have anything to eat. They're malnourished without medicines. Lamented uh, Francis is going to go to Myanmar uh, about a month from now and then Bangladesh. Then he says, our prayer must be strong. Lord, please touch the heart of these people that adore the God, the God of money. It also touches my heart that I won't fall into that, that I may be able to see. This is what Pope Francis told everybody to, to pray. Right. And then, uh, then it continues with, Attachment to the God of money also causes war, even within the family, noted the Pope. We all know what happens when inheritance is at stake, family split, and in hatred. And I right. have seen, now that last part is correct, I've seen weird things happen when people have an inheritance at stake. But his bigger point is the fact that he says, uh, Our prayer must be strong. Lord, please touch the heart of these people that adore the God, the God of money. So apparently he believes that somebody who has the ability to help these 800,000 people in Rohingya make sure that 200,000 of the children have food and all that. Well, where's my place of these children, by the way? What's the name of the place, Mason? Uh, Myanmar. Uh, used to be called Burma. Burma, yeah, Myanmar, yeah. yeah. yeah Which Myanmar, basically... Myanmar, yeah. 
yeah, it used to be Burma or Myanmar, which is a place where there's some pretty poor areas. It's actually uh, uh, well, this is this is on the this is on the, bo- the border areas, if I recall correctly. This is a minority, and it's uh, uh, throughout the uh, say the last several decades, uh, there have actually been Church of God people in Myanmar, and they mostly come from the non-Burmese population. And I've I've heard horror stories for years. Okay, now it's actually finally starting to make the national news. But anyway, the Pope says, "Look, uh, there's a big problem here. Those who have money should pray that uh, you know those who have such money should you know pray to God that He will uh, basically have them solve the problem." And it reminded me of a scripture in Revelation 13, verse 11. Now I've quoted this before, and when I read it, you'll know this because you've heard this a zillion times. It says, Then I saw another beast come out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke like the dragon. Right. Now, we believe, uh, we, the continuing Church of God, believe this is a reference to the Antichrist. Uh, Now, what has this got to do with this? Well, you know, when people hear the Pope going out and saying, you know, you have to have to deal with this uh, money situation, uh, it sounds good. As a matter of fact, back in February of this year, he did a video uh, related to refugees, and he said, Don't abandon them. Uh, and these who are afflicted, especially the poor, the refugees, and the marginalized. And then he says, we live in towns that build towers, commercial centers, engaged in real estate business, but leave a part of themselves on the margin, on the peripheries. So he's essentially blaming uh, free enterprise uh, business owners for the fact that there are, there are poor people. I think his background is that uh, Pro Francis, though, is a communist. We know that. He's also a Satanist. And he doesn't believe in a personal relationship with God, which is kind of strange because the Vatican has got resources of hundreds of billions of dollars worldwide, but I don't see them dissolving those and paying for food or shelter or whatever or other means of protection for the poor and the destitute. I mean, this is pretty pretty corrupt behavior, isn't it? Well, it's... It's somewhat hypocritical. It's, it's not. I want to make it clear. Okay, I, I, I was raised Roman Catholic, and I'm not going to say that they don't. There's, there are no Catholic charities. There's all kinds of Catholic charities, etc. Oh yeah. But, but in terms of attachment to to to, to money, um, I, I'm going to read a response from uh, from Catholic Answers on that later. But I want before I get to it, I want to read some more comments from this particular pope. Right. And he had declared a jubilee year that was supposed to end in November of 2016. All right? And here's something he said about it in February of 2016. He says, if the jubilee does not come out of your pocket, it's not a true jubilee, you understand? Now, get this. He's the one who called for this jubilee. He's from the Vatican, okay? Right. And the Vatican, I've been there. I don't know. Have you ever been there? Bill, I don't know if you've been there or not. No, no, I haven't been there, but I... Yeah, I've been I've been over to Europe though, and I've been to Milano, but not down to Rome. But I can tell you that Italy is a very wealthy place. I mean, when you look at the ancient architecture and stuff, these people are not poor. I mean, the upper echelons of the Vatican and the church and the lands they own and the buildings and whatever is crazy. Well, I've been you know I've been to Vatican City <coughs> seven, eight, nine times. I don't know how many times for sure. Right. Uh, and considering its small population. I want to read something else the Pope said related to the Jubilee thing. I guess I'll wait till we come back on the other side of the break as I hear your music starting to come yeah, out. Yeah, we're, we're, we've been bumped by the bumper, as they say. <laughs> All right, well, we'll quote the Pope and go into some scriptures. 
Yeah, and then, well, as I said, the most important thing is that we present the evidence and we ask better questions. Isn't that amazing? Back in a moment with Dr. Bob Thiel. Cogwriter.com and CCOG.org. So, Dr. Bob, we have a list of things that you were thinking about right before the break. Uh, let's uh, start rolling. All right. Well, I'm going to go through some more things that the, 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 the Pope said. Uh, for your listeners who just came in, uh, the Pope commented that uh, people have a love of money, idolatry. They should be. They should open up their pocketbooks. They should give give more of it because there's hungry people in Myanmar and refugee camps and other places. And I want to read a, another quote from him. It says, if I'm not mistaken, more or less. I'm not certain the figures, but about 80% of humanity's wealth is in the hands of about 20% of the population. And he feels that this stuff should be given there to, to other people. Well, right. if you look at Vatican City, now I have, again, as I said, I've been there eight or ten times. They're really small. There's not that many people there. They definitely have their, uh, they have more than their 80% share for 20% of the population, let me tell you that. Yeah, in other okay. words, uh, in other words, uh, they're called, the, as the old saying is, they're the pot calling the kettle black. How's that? That's, that's, that's one way in order to, to, to look at it. Yes, I would, I would say that was it. Yeah, in other words, and, they're stating the obvious that everybody should give out of their heart to try to help people a little less. But for the Vatican to say it's like, it's kind of disingenuous, isn't it? Well, it seems to, especially you know, when he became Pope. Before he was a cardinal, he was a Cardinal Jorge Mario uh, Barroso. And he said, right after he became Pope, within a couple of days, oh, how I would like like a poor church and for the poor. So he, he, he wanted a poor church and he wanted to be for the poor. Okay, that's what he said. And he said, actually then, uh, he said later that the reason he named himself Francis was after Francis Sissy. It was because of his love for the poor. And he says, how many poor people are still in the world and what great suffering they have to endure? Because of the example of uh, Francis de Sissi, the church has, has, to, has taken care of everybody, more or less, even though, but it doesn't happen. But, you know, in the U.S., we've got this expression, put your money where your mouth is. And before going further on that line, I want to read something that I ran across, uh, and that was, this is the question and answer at Ask a Catholic. Okay. Right. It says, I'm wondering why the Catholic Church has such a large amount of wealth as can be seen in the beautiful buildings and costly objects in them when Jesus clearly encourages us to sell all of our possessions, give the poor. Okay, that's the question. Now, here's the answer from askacatholic.com. First of all, because the historical riches it has going back to 33 AD are priceless and preserved for all Christendom. Well, you know, they claim that Peter founded uh, the Church of Rome, even though Catholic scholars actually say that wasn't the case. Right. Peter, in Acts chapter 3, verse 6, when a a poor person looked at him, said, Silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Right. So if the Church of Rome actually has, you know, some document that Peter wrote in 33 A.D. or something, uh, I can understand they wouldn't want to sell that. And I'm not, I don't begrudge 
keeping historical artifacts. I, I, okay, but we're talking more than that. We're, we're talking about things actually kind of gold and silver uh, and with jewels and such. And to say that they are priceless and preserved for all Christendom, uh, you know, Jesus said, "Why do you call me Lord, Lord? Not do the things I say." <laughs> uh, you, well, you just simply don't see it. The, uh, the early Christian church trying to accumulate any wealth. Well, it's not just the wealth; it's the accumulations of the means for wealth. For example, people may not know this, but the earth and the religious systems of the earth are tied to the globalist are tied to the ancient pre-Christian religions and even pre-Israeli religions of the Druids. And the Vatican are plainly not Christian by any means whatsoever. When you look at the hat on the Pope's head, it actually is a fish hat that indicates it's the same God that the ancient Palestinians worship, Dagan. Okay, or let, the, let, me, let me interject there, by the way. Just yeah. this, this, yeah. this is for, for any Catholic listener thinking this is Catholic fashion. I challenge any Catholic who's ever been to St. <clears throat> Peter's Basilica in uh, Vatican City, you'll notice they have statues over there. And forget the idolatry side right now, but you'll notice the early bishops of Rome, claimed bishops of Rome or popes, not one of them has this fish hat you're talking about, all right? Right. Because they didn't adopt this until the 4th century after the time of Emperor Constantine. Right, and, exactly. Which was where the pagans took over the Catholic Church because... Uh, only 10% of the church after Constantine took over were the original, quote, Christians. And they were absorbed, and they even modified the so-called holy days after Constantine, who was a pagan emperor, took over the church. So this fish hat actually incorporated paganism over the Catholic church. So we're not Catholic batching. We want to clean up our act. And the Christians, whether they're originally Catholics or Mormons or whatever, we want them to get rid of their apostasy and get back to the original gospel, which is what the Canadian Church of God is trying to do, is return to the original gospel taught by Jesus that goes back to the original works that were given by God to Moses and the early prophets of the Old Testament, which unfortunately even the, the so-called Jewish religion right now is very apostate after 1,300 years in Babylon. So what we're dealing with is we're saying, Let's clean up our apostasy and return to the gospel. How's that? Yeah, with, 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 for example, like next week, one of the things we'll talk about when I'm on next week is this, uh, the Reformation situation. Now, we think the only way you know, Christian unity should truly happen is that people will actually go back to the original church teachings. As you said, right. teaching the truth about the gospel of the kingdom of God, teaching right. the truth, doctrine, etc. As far as the Jews go, you know, there were problems with the Jewish religion. And the right. reason I mention that is, you know, being raised Catholic, I, I know the basic argument, which is basically, look, you know, for the, the classic, Catholic claim is that the original church, therefore, since they're the original church, they're the faithful one and they're the right ones and she should do what they say. Well, Jesus had the same basic argument with the Jews. They're saying, right. okay, we, we have Moses and we have the Old Testament, okay, and we have the original religion and you talk to, to Catholic scholars, yes, they'll say, yeah, yeah, the Jews had the original religion. But if you read the New Testament, obviously uh, that original religion was tainted. It wasn't oh, yeah. that everything associated with Judaism was wrong. And I'm not going to say everything associated with Roman Catholicism is wrong. Exactly, okay. yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Catholics say get along with well and all that. But, right. but the Jews had the problem that they started to rely on uh, traditions and writings that were outside of... And rabbis, the rabbinical writings succeeded. Yeah, the rabbinical writings exceeded the value of the gospel of the Old Testament prophets and apostles and the Pentateuch, etc. 
Yeah. And even the, the commandments. So, the exactly. The traditions and writings exceeded the, the value of the words God gave, gave to his major minor prophets, if you want to call it. So anyway, so getting back to all this kind of stuff and with the financial <clears> side, uh, I believe that if the Pope is serious, that at some point in time he ought to uh, consider that they should sell some of the gold and silver and stuff they have. Again, I'm not telling them, I'm not suggesting, I mean, it's his words. He's the one telling people who have lots and lots of money, who have more than their fair share by his right, definition. But, but, they need to go let, out and give, give it to feed all let, these people let, in Myanmar. They have the money to do this. this well, let, let me insert something here that people will find a little shocking, but it's true. Uh, in 1293, the uh, then Pope kicked off the crown off the King of England because he wanted to indicate to him that his kingdom and all of the subject were actually owned by the Vatican. And people need to understand that the, the Fed Reserve System, which, by the way, we're part of, is still owned and controlled, just like the ancient Jesuits who controlled the financial systems under the Pope and all the kings of Europe. It still controls this financial system. People need to know that. So when they talk about money, they have control of the bankers that control the money as well. Welcome back, and uh, so Dr. Bob, you've got some really interesting stuff to tie this all together. Please continue. All right, well, I want to explain why I think that these calls from uh, the Pope are going to actually uh, tie in with the Antichrist, which Ooh. people think that's bizarre, but let me, let me first, I'm going to read a couple of biblical prophecies, and then I'm actually going to read some Catholic prophecies, by the way. The biblical prophecy would be Revelation 13, verse 16 to 17, it's talking about the Antichrist, causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, receives a mark on the right hand and foreheads that no one might buy or sell unless they've got the mark or the name of the beast and the number of his name. Right. And people have heard that. And if you, if you go in Revelation 18, it talks about Babylon the Great, dwelling place of demons, cage for every clean and unclean and hated bird, etc., etc. Well, when you go into Jeremiah, now I'm going to go to the Old Testament. There's a prophecy in Jeremiah 5, starting verse 27, talk about if the cage is full of birds, so, so their houses are full of deceit. They've grown rich, they've grown fat. Uh, the cause, they don't plead the cause, the cause is fatherless, yet they prosper. And the right of the needy, they don't defend. So I'll not punish them for these things. Now, of course, they, well, they're defending them. But they're yeah. not really doing it. Okay? And it says, An astonishing, horrible things have been committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests rule by their own power. And people love to have it so. Right. So what will happen in the end? It's kind of a warning about the end time. Now, I mentioned I was going to read some Catholic prophecies. Now, here's one from a Catholic saint, uh, MacTilda, who died in 1299. Antichrist will, through base and false stratagem, and with presence of gold and gems, attain influence over the worldly princes. They will look up to him as their Lord and God. Well, what will happen if the Vatican decides to, let's say they get rid of a quarter of the wealth that they have there, of gold right. and gems? Well, you know what? They're going to be really popular with the world media. They could become very popular in Africa, Asia, and the uh, poor parts of the world. Or what if the European Union really does start to fall apart financially? The Vatican may just be what they'll need to prop them up, because the Vatican has assets, right. tremendous assets. Well, here's another one. 
This is from one of their saints called Ephraim, who died in 375. And he said, this again, these are translations in English by Catholic priests, basically. Okay, Antichrist will use worldly goods as bait. He'll entice many Christians with money and goods to apostatize. The devil will help him find all the hidden treasures of the world, even those in the bottom of the ocean. With those treasures, he'll attain greater success for the reign of Satan than any other time in the past century. Wow. Again, this is from Catholic prophecy. Right. And the last one, I'm going to actually mention a Catholic saint people have actually heard of. The right. other two, maybe they're not familiar with, but this next one, if you were raised Roman Catholic, and even if you weren't, you may have heard of him. Right. This is uh, their saint and doctor of their church called Jerome. Now, Jerome oh, yes, is the yeah, one exactly. that's Latin Vulgate. He's the one that translated the Bible into Latin, okay? And he died around 420. And he said, <clears throat> Antichrist wow. will gain support with many gifts and money. He will sell himself to the devil. Whoa. And, and the Bible says that uh, the, the beast, the other beast, the king of North Beast, is going to accumulate lots of gold and silver and precious stones. You can read about that in Daniel chapter 11, verses 38 and 43. Right. And we also can go in Revelation 17, verse 4, where you hear about a seven-hilled, seven-mountain power that's going to have gold, precious stones, and pearls. Well, I've been, <laughs> been there, and they have those things. And right. so I suspect that what's going to happen is the Pope has been saying this for a long time. People have got to notice this hypocrisy. Okay, I'm not the only one who knows Pope Francis keeps telling people to spend money and give it all to the poor, and he hasn't done it. Okay, he's, he's got control over the Vatican finances and their wealth, and he's been doing it. But if he doesn't do it, let's say the next guy is the final Antichrist, and he certainly may will, will give stuff out. Now, I will comment here. Uh, for those who sound like this is Catholic bashing as well, I have dozens of books on Catholic prophecies, which I have read. And if anybody has read them, they would find out that according to Catholic prophecies, many Catholic writers, saints, prophets, venerable ones, have claimed that the final Antichrist will be a bishop of Rome or a priest of Rome or a cardinal of Rome or something like that. This is not uh, something... Right, yeah. In fact, if you just selectively take only Catholic saints and prophets over the last 2,000 years, you don't even need to go outside to the Catholic ones to actually finger. In fact, remember this uh, bishop from Ireland that went and, and actually Malachi. named the Malachi. Yeah? And Malachi actually named the lineal sequence, and it's so dang accurate, it's like it's, it makes the hair stand on the back of your neck. It's like, uh oh. So he obviously was tapped in somehow spiritually to see this, and right. it would be it would be God would be even speak to people who are inside the Catholic Church because remember there are Christians in the Catholic Church you know God is long suffering, right. there's Christians in the Catholic Church people have to understand even though they're in great apostasy just like there's apostate churches they're, they're have filthy rags on them they're still Christians in those God churches will, God will judge who the Christians who the real Christians are exactly yeah, yeah. but exactly. as far as this goes the reality is you're talking about the Malachi prophecy the, right. Mal- the last one essentially says that the last guy is basically the Antichrist and um, I wasn't going to mention it but I have a book called The Last Pope, and we've got uh, Francis on the cover. Now, I don't think Francis is going to be the last pope, and I've never said he was. But but according to Catholic prophecy, that Malachi list, it's supposed to be him. Well, let let me throw something on. I want to get your response before we forget this. It's really important to understand that 
when you have a convergence of newsletters like Gerald Salente's and Mark Weiss has been predicting all these cycles, mm-hmm. all of these financial experts are saying that next year, 2018, there's going to be a massive financial collapse. Now, if America gets a cold, the rest of the world is going to have a cardiac arrest. So if the Vatican is going to sell off their wealth, next year is going to be the year. Because next year, the world, the world is going to crash like 1929. I don't know when the big crash may come, but I do know that we are, we are setting ourselves up for one. Uh, no, no, I'm telling you, the, it's a series, of, a series of Jenga sticks. The first crash, and crash is, I'm talking about plural, the first big crash is next year before the 2018 midterm elections. And that's, we that's not a... See that. We that's going to happen. All the financial experts are predicting it. And I can tell you, since October 1, I've been having some really ugly dreams. And these are recurring ones from different perspectives. And when the spiritual things, when you're praying, and again, I want Christians out there to pray on this, when you're praying and your, your financial experts are telling you the same thing that the Spirit's telling you, and you look at the Bible prophecy and look at your books about the final pope, you got to say the Pope is saying this because next year when all hell breaks loose, there's going to be all, millions of people are going to starve to death unless the Pope hands over a whole lot of the wealth of the Vatican. And guess what? He's going to get so popular by even dissolving a tenth of its wealth, it's going to be mind-boggling. Did you know that the Pope has a number one? You think Trump has a big tweet audience? He's got like 145 in his tweet and Facebook, whatever. The Vatican, this Pope Francis, is orders of magnitude way more popular than, than Donald Trump or any other world leader. The Pope is the most popular person in modern history right today. Today. He, 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 yeah, I haven't looked up his Q his, rating or whatever. His number numbers are freaking ridiculous. He's got like... No, he, he, he's, certainly, he's certainly popular, although, uh, and you said this to, to me on the break, and I'll just bring it up, and that is there are Catholic cardinals and others who've wondered if this guy is faithful to the Catholic Church and is not... Uh, Oh, they know he isn't. I mean, right. I can tell you, having contact with the Catholics, he, this guy they know is an anti-pope. I mean, uh, give an example, and this is a medical fact. Only one person, woman in ten, with a positive PCR test for Zika virus is going to have a child with a birth defect or die of brain damage or get blindness. But the Pope already gives an absolution that if you have an abortion because they have a PCR positive test, even if the child doesn't have an ultrasound abnormality, you already have an absolution against doing an abortion. That's pretty dang obscene. So you don't have to have an abnormal ultrasound or anything else. Just a PCR test, and the, don't worry, the Vatican's already give you an advanced absolution against the sin of abortion. That well, is a good example of just how bad this guy is. Well, on that, though, this will go back to historical issues. We were in uh, the Netherlands last year for the Feast of Tabernacles, and we had a, what is called a free walking tour, and they were explaining that... Uh, Sailors would get indulgences so they could spend time with prostitutes. So they didn't oh, no. To go, so they didn't have to go to confession on the, when they're running back to their ships. They could do it, do it beforehand. And that's oh, where no. the money oh, no. building churches in Amsterdam years ago. Oh, yeah. And the church wow. got rid of that, but they still do other things, as you indicated, which is not proper. Yeah, and exactly. We'll see what we can cover in the next <laughs> yeah. segment. Amazing. That's really history. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. Why? My Christian brothers and sisters in the Catholic Church to kind of interact. I think there's a lot of bishops and cardinals who say they're freaked out. A lot of them don't know what to do next. I mean, they really have a problem with the the literally a bunch of cardinals because you have to understand what's going on in a lot of churches, including a lot of the big mega churches in America. 
is so disgustingly apostate. For example, abortion shouldn't exist in a nation that says 78% of people in the country in America are Christians. They claim that on their voter cards. I'm a Christian. They claim it, but they don't act it. They don't yeah, let, it. let me tell you, when they get to the gate of heaven and they're seeing you know, the old story about St. Peter, no, they don't see St. Peter. But when they get to the gate of heaven and they see Yeshua Jesus, there's a trap door for them not a, not a walk in through the gate. <laughs> and well, of course... It, well, you know that's not how it's going to go. But the rea- yeah, I know. I'm just being sarcastic. Here. Kind of stuff. But the reality yeah. is, your 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 basic point, which is, if the nation was Christian, we would not allow abortion, is 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 correct. Right. But what's amazing to me is God actually sends almost like a judgment. We've got this apostate pseudo religion, Islam, tied down to globalism. And they're more pro-life than most Christians. Sorry, and believe it or not, Catholics are far more pro-life than the average Protestant people. I found this out the hard way. It was yeah, disgusting. More, pro- more pro-life Jesus than Protestants. But yeah, yeah. Even though, yeah. even though you know, some Protestants have allowed abortion throughout history, but that's another matter. But right. anyway, just to wrap up of what we were, our first subject, so we can try to get to the second subject. Yeah, for yeah. Go day, ahead. Yeah. Is that basically look? Pope Francis, for years, keeps saying. People who have money should spend it. His poor, his church should be poor, and for right. the poor, okay, right. they have the money to solve some of these issues. They haven't done it yet. I suspect if there's a massive economic crisis, whether it's 2018 or 2019 or later, uh, the, the Vatican is going to decide they're going to use their wealth, pledge their wealth, or do something to help to do something, which I think will you know, enable the rise of the final Antichrist, or at least support the final Antichrist. And again, that is consistent with Roman Catholic prophecies. Okay, so that's, and it's also consistent with Scripture. Anyway, the other subject we were going to talk about is kind of a silly one, in a sense, and that is that uh, the current scientists have said that uh, the universe should not exist. And we started to talk about this at the beginning of the segment, and basically, and I'll try to simplify this, and you, 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 you know about this, and that is they say that the way they understand how the universe is put together, now that's the first law. The way they understand, they don't believe Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. So, right. <laughs> but the way they understand it, uh, antimatter and matter should have been made at the same time, and therefore there should be basically equal amounts of matter and antimatter. And therefore they would cancel itself out, and it would be all gone, they will annihilate each other, and it shouldn't, should not exist. And, of course, it does exist. You know, the universe does exist, or we wouldn't be here. But uh, there's a, a scripture, and I've read this one before. This is talking about the last times. This is from Second uh, Timothy 3. Uh, I'm going to read verse 7 from the old King James Version of the Bible. Right. It says, They're ever, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, I'm certain that these current scientists, this is over in Europe, by the way, these are the same people that have the Large Hadron Collider and all that stuff. I believe that they are intelligent people. Uh, they collect data, and they look at data, and they, they know all kinds of stuff about uh, particles that I don't know much even, but I don't know much about. Okay, I'm sure they're brilliant in certain respects. Well, to some extent. I, I've actually changed the term intelligent to intelligent, J-U-N-K. Okay, well, then they do have... Inte- they, and they do they, have they, they're not intelligent, because a real intelligent person realizes if your theory can't explain things, for example, 
None of these scientists can explain matter antimatter. They can't explain the punctuated recreation that the hand of God creates mankind and all the other living things on the planet. And they certainly can't have by spontaneous, uh, you know, mutations to create new oh, life forms. Yeah, life could not possibly just start. Yeah, you know, like a butterfly yeah, with the with the imprintation on its wing of a leaf that happens to sit on the plant. Come on now, really. You know, it, 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 it is the fingerprints of God all over every living thing. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Well, it's it's so ridiculous that a couple of years ago, and I think you, I may have mentioned this on your show, they were actually trying to claim that life came from Mars or from outer space because there's no way it could have evolved any and started on the Earth. Okay. Well, the problem is that's still true. There was no way their explanation works. It still doesn't work. And you know, it also reminds me of something that Paul wrote Timothy. He said, "Timothy, keep what's committed to your trust." This is from First Timothy six twenty and twenty one. Uh, avoid profane and vain babbling. Vain babbling. Okay, vain means that they're vanity. They don't know what they're talking about. And here's the next part. And oppositions of science falsely so-called. Now, you and I believe in science. But it's right. real science. Okay? Yeah. But when they're trying to tell us that, you know, the universe just popped up, and I'm sure they all this antimatter and got rid of it, and that didn't Oh, work. yeah. Then it's like Stephen Hawking. Who, popped up. It's, yeah, it's like Stephen Hawking who discovered, uh, you know, black holes, but the guy is a moron because he can't explain things. And he makes statements off the cuff just because he happens to have ALS in a wheelchair. He's somehow considered to be brilliant and the final answer to things, and he's not. You know, well, by the way, he said he's wrong on the black holes, by the way. I don't know if you've read that. But you yeah. too, we came out and kind of backed off on that one. Right. But, but, the, but the point, the, the point remains, and that is that uh, they act like they have answers that they don't because it contradicts their view. Now, right. I remember when I took uh, geometry, and they teach you something called proofs. Okay? Right. And the teacher said, okay, to prove something is correct, you've got to go through all this process. But then he said something the effect. Now, to prove something wrong, all you got to do is find one thing wrong with it. What is, the, you know, is, it, is it possible? If it's not possible, it couldn't have happened. Okay? Right. Which means their theory, therefore, that antimatter and matter was created at the same time <clears throat> with equal amounts is obviously false. Because <laughs> there would be well, I, I saw a calculation by someone who talked about the spontaneous generation of one cell, of one primitive cell. And the spontaneous generation of one cell would require 10 to the power of, I think, 10,675 times the known universe of 460 quadrillion galaxies to create one cell through 15 trillion years. Well, except it's worse than that. And yeah. you've probably heard me say that. And we're talking about multiples of the actual known universe. But yeah. Okay, let's give yeah. them the cell, okay? Here, right. Here's why we have to give them the cell, because they're going to say there's all these planets and all this kind of stuff. We're going to give them their cell, okay? And I'm going to give them one more thing that would not happen. Right. I'm going to let it be alive, okay, which wouldn't happen without God, but we'll give them that. What will happen? It will die. <laughs> why right. would it die? Because this cell didn't have a nucleus or a brain. It didn't have the DNA to tell it to go and eat. And if it went to eat, guess what it would do? It would die because it didn't know it had to have a digestive system in order to utilize it, so it would die. And then what would happen if all it had all that? It would still die because how would a single cell without God know it needed to reproduce? Why would it care? Okay, if it could even have caring. Okay, so the whole theory. Yeah, in other words, the survival, the survival instinct imprinted even in primitive life forms is what you're saying. It's, 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 the, the, it's not possible that it could. Their idea that there was some warm goo someplace, that somehow this water moving back and forth, this liquid became something became alive, and then somehow it accidentally ate, digested things, and learned how to reproduce. 
And then because it did that, uh, well, it was guided I, 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 by some I, instinct to to become better. It's, it's, it's absurd. Oh, it's this fits in. It fits in with also the same Pope pushing the alien gospel, which is that alien life forms recreate us from a lower life form. So that's what that twist they want to do is to say they would believe in a version of alien induced, or, you know, spread. We call it. Uh, uh, remember that theory that was out in the Middle Ages about panspermia. <clears throat> it's a form of uh, Vatican-induced panspermia with aliens already upgrading life forms on our planet by genetic engineering. But if you look at humans, for example, we have a different number of chromosomes, and our chromosomes are, are not central. They're eccentric chromosomes compared to all of the primates. And our chromosome number is different. So if you tried to create a human from, say, a lower life form, you'd kill it. And it certainly wouldn't reproduce or be more complex. We have a tiny fracture of the DNA, a fraction of the DNA, say, of a banana. But humans are more complex. You can't well, explain more complex, that. The scripture makes it clear. For example, um, you know, whales and dolphins have bigger brains than humans, and chimpanzees have similar sized brains, right? Well, the right. Bible says there's a spirit in man, and that spirit gives him understanding. This is a spirit that's not in animals, okay? Right. Uh, but they they ignore that. They're like, oh, we just evolved from this, and therefore, if, if if you take it down to their level, we're all just we're just a different animal, like all the rest of them, and uh, right. there's no purpose, there's no God, there's no anything. It's it's, it's they they've got this atheistic religion, right? Well, which see, leads to death. Right. It doesn't lead to anything. It does it doesn't lead to truth or logic? But they like to say that they're scientists, and those of us who actually believe the word of God and who are scientists are not. Yeah, well, I, I like to use the term that they're not scientists, they're scientistic. They look like scientists, but it's like aspartame. Tastes like sugar, ain't sugar. This isn't science, it is it? It's, it's caused terminal death of your intellect and death of your soul because it gives you a gospel. It's a man-made gospel. It's a, it's a human-created, you know, cybernetic gospel from their the, the dark side. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we're going to be back next Thursday. I appreciate your amazing discussion today, Dr. Bob. Yeah, there's some uh, some serious things going on. This month, we're going to have uh, a special on next week, by the way, on the 31st with Jonathan Gray. Also, the same day that the Pope's going to declare the end of the Protestant Reformation. Back tomorrow with Josh Bernstein and Jonathan Gray will be back, too. Your memory, your sleep, a catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter in an hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together.